you know, a lot of Christians and the Catholic faith will tell you the the occult is and the evil and, and the devil is there, but don't don't ever acknowledge it. No, it's there. Don't acknowledge it. Don't give it the chance to to uh, to breed and grow bigger. And because the more you acknowledge it, the more you spread you know awareness of it, and the more it can grow. But you know, how are you supposed to learn anything about it if you don't acknowledge its existence? I don't know, but people like to uh, look at me and you as you know cops. People, 99.9% of people like to pretend they know crimes out there, but they don't think about it. They don't think the ugliness of the world. Well, you need people that are going to go out there mm-hmm. and deploy to the ugliness of the world and do 12-hour shifts in it. Are you So just, you know, oh, well, you shouldn't go into the bad parts of town. Well, you shouldn't. You absolutely shouldn't. It's not good for you, but somebody's got to go do it. We're on. Um, I've got Kendra back on with me because uh, we're going to do uh, another uh, paranormal style. But I was going to tie it in with uh, like spooky law enforcement. Well, that tie it also in with like Christianity and stuff, too, because I know a bunch of our listeners are Christians and and talking about ghost hunting and paranormal and anything to do because technically that is the occult. I don't know if that turns them off. So we're going to try to talk about some things like how is yoga demonic? Maybe talk about that, but um, catch up on some current events first. Um, well, everybody hated. Well, everybody loved the short, the clip, the TikTok of you talk about being a female cop. But the small, 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 small percentage that didn't like it uh, really spoke uh like put themselves out like would we would we say they did they like you're right about talking about this shit beforehand i know we had a great <laughs> conversation and I, we i was like we need to stop talking about it well i don't want to i don't want to spend too much time on it because honestly it's not even worth like you pissed off some men so i just my eyes rolled so far in the back of my head that i looked at my brain yeah, I mean, so essentially what you did was you talked about being a you talked about being a female cop and sometimes some of the things that suck about it. Um I cannot describe, well, I guess I could describe. It was the outreach of women that were saying you were spot on was insane. Mm-hmm. And you didn't say anything in like in you didn't say anything insane. You just brought up the fact that these things happen when you're a female cop. It, it wasn't anything crazy. You weren't like fucking and yelling some, at men. Yeah, no. And there were some women that were like, I have not experienced that. And that's amazing. Yeah, it's good. You it's not like you want it. Yeah, it's not like, yeah, it's not like you want that to happen. But it just does. And um, the the people, I'm going to, s- I mean, they were pretty much all men. Uh, Kick to start this episode in the hyperdrive. That were... Uh, for some reason upset at my weight. Yeah, so um, that was did was a lot of dudes really assholeish dudes. You know, if if a chick if, if there's a short about a female cop talking about female cop issues, if you want to watch it, watch it, but to comment your opinion on it, it's kind of like that's not your to the way I look at it, it's not your place, you know. I wouldn't want to be talking about a white male cop and all the struggles I have. 
and have you weigh in and tell me to shut up and deal with it. Mm-hmm. It's you. That's the problem, Tyler. It's you. Like, I don't want that. It's, so, like we talked about all the time, every subset of cops is going to run through their own problems. You know, black cops, gay cops, women cops, straight white male cops. They're all going to have their own problems that they face throughout their career that's only um, significant to them. And for another subset to tell one, it's you. It's like, that's not your place. It's, you know, you, there's no way you can identify with my struggles. It's absolutely possible. Well, and I just want to clarify, too. Like, this, this came to my, my mind um, this time around that I do understand that if you just, if you don't know anything about me or you don't even watch the podcast, you just saw that clip on, the, on Instagram or wherever, I can understand if you already have beef with women or you have beef with the way that not just women, but I mean, I hate making it women versus men. But if you have beef with somebody and you see them How can someone for 30 have beef seconds, with women? Just like they do women in general. They, some people do. I don't know. Um, I could see where it comes across as me complaining because you're not watching the whole episode. If you watch it like right before that, we're talking about. It was positive conversation. And I, that was just a, a small snippet of the entire conversation we we're having. And I just also want to say, for the record, <clears throat> most of the people, the guys that I worked with, I genuinely got along with and I was friends with them and they respected me and I respected them. It, it wasn't like every single person I dealt with was a meanie and I'm just complaining about sexism. So I just want to put that out there too because... I think a couple of them listen, and I don't want them to think that I am lumping them into that oh, category. Yeah, that's true. That's good for them to know that because you're yeah. not. And the 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 fucking hateful dudes. I mean, like some dudes get in there with got in the comments with some real hateful shit. Yeah, and it was like yeah. I think they were lumping you in the category of a third wave feminist, like pink haired, like men are evil feminists. Yeah, and I get it. It's it's a quick assumption to jump to when you're watching thirty seconds. Of a conversation that was an hour and a half long. So, um, but I don't want to give too much attention to it because, you know. Yeah. My grandpa used to say, uh, if you want to soar with eagles, you can't hang out with turkeys. That is a grandpa statement. It is a grandpa statement. But it's true. So (laughs) I'm going to let them be turkeys over there. (laughs) I'm going to soar like the fucking eagles. And I'm going to soar like the fucking eagles. Um, (laughs) So there's some other stuff that's going on. I mean, I hate saying like big news, but the podcast has been doing very well, um, way more, like way better than I thought by September 1st, there should be a lot of things moving forward with the podcast that, uh, it's taken it kind of like out of the underground station and moving Mm -hmm. more towards mainstream. So, um, for all of us here now, this is kind of like, like, I feel like this podcast is a band that's like about to get signed. And, like, we have our core fans that were there. Not fans, sorry. I don't mean people as fans, but, like, a band has fans and stuff. Yeah. Like, we, like, when we started this podcast, we just started taking inbox after inbox. What do you want to hear? What do you want to talk about? Stuff like that. You know, it kind of became our show. And now it's, like, all these people that have supported us, you know, are going to be able to see that. We're going to take you along for the ride. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So... Um, by September 1st, we should have those like in, um, 
in like writing and stuff. It's these LaCroix. I just want to speak for all females. <laughs> <laughs> it's the La- the LaCroix. The LaCroix. They get to me, yeah. Um so that all out of the way. Um like I said, thank you by the way to everybody that has been listening and like religiously listening to the new releases and interacting on the social media and sharing and all that good stuff. Yeah. It, it really helps a lot more than you know. So. And also just the motivation. Sometimes when you do stuff like this, if you're not like a, if you're not an insane person, like an egotistical maniac, when you do things like this, <laughs> sometimes you think, does anybody fucking like this? You know? Yeah. A true artist doesn't care about anything. He wants to make art and, you know, an egotistical maniac will think there's people love it, even if there's nobody that loves it. Yeah. And like, I'm not either one of those. So creating something and like every time you do it, and you spend hours editing and all this stuff. And you're like, man, does anybody even fucking like this? And it's like immediately I'll get like an inbox of somebody just going, dude, I love your show. And it's like you wouldn't think that that would that that would uh, mean a lot. But it means so much to like know that there's people that like like, hey, I just found your show. I love it. So, you know, again, like, they like share a personal story with you. Yeah. It's yeah. Really nice. And and Kendra's been getting a lot of love, too, in her DMs um, from the female side. Better be the, only the female side. I don't think any dudes Why are like oughta. finding inspiration from that. <laughs> from that female. Episode. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I don't think that's. Um. And I'm trying to talk Kendra into doing a a woman style podcast with the same attitude, but I don't know if you'd like if if that's something that you would be interested in any females out here, um, DM her and let her know. Like, hey, I, I would listen to that. The anti what was it? The anti heroin. Yeah, you named it already. For <laughs> <me>. <laughs> it's well, it's, I mean, I have to make the ideas. I got but it. You're you're small. <laughs> female brain my my puny <laughs> my puny frontal lobe yeah so i'm trying to talk her into it but i don't know if she'll do it i just don't feel i mean on that particular topic i feel like i have something to offer because it's not a unique thing i'm just speaking i just spoke about it but i don't really have a lot to talk about i'm, I'm also not a cop anymore so it's like i don't feel like i'm relevant so <sighs> lucky i do want to do the true crime stuff of yeah course. Well, you should. Obvi- look at me of course i want to do true crime no i mean and that's the thing too let's get stereotypical f- with it for a minute women love true crime shit like guys i think like it but they're dragged into it by women like you want to watch this netflix yeah okay i want it i would love to know the psychology behind why women tend to be more um more what am i trying to say like they like it more and I, I think women are just fucking some. Uh, well, they're just more morbid. I feel like overall, probably had a lot dudes of are probably a lot of like caged aggression that they want to take out on people that they can't because they have to be ladylike. So they fantasize about murdering men and hiding the bodies. It's good theory. <laughs> well, that's what you said. <laughs> What? I didn't say that. You texted me today at lunch and said, I think the reason why women like to watch that is because. Uh, No, definitely did not text you that today <laughs> or ever. I will show you. Okay. Well, I do think that 
some of it has to do for me anyway I like it because when I was working this is gonna sound really creepy but I loved working death calls it was my favorite thing to do um <clears throat> other than take RPs on domestics to jail that was my favorite thing to do because I just liked being around <laughs> the death RPs are reporting it. parties yeah. of calls but anyways keep going that was yeah I hope people understand that um so sometimes when you when you <laughs> go on a call as a cop it's such a bullshit call that you know the reporting party the person that called 911 it's such bullshit that they actually committed a crime and they didn't think you'd find out. So it's or they don't think they're in the wrong because, let's face it, they're usually women. And a lot of women don't think that it's a crime for them to hit their Yeah, or like, or like they get shoved down because they attacked their husband or something crazy right, like that. Right, their or, husband was defending themselves yeah. and then she called because that's usually why that ends up being the case. And that I don't, for some reason that was always really satisfying to me justice but anyway um, yeah so i i just like i mean the grislier the creepier the better i always really enjoyed that people would actually like call me to do their death investigations because they didn't want to do it and i would take the report for them because i just wanted to be around the scene i yeah i mean there's a moment of there's a moment when you're with a body but people are gonna think that i'm a fucking psycho but it's true. There's a moment when you're with a dead person where you can kind of still feel their presence a little bit and it gives you an opportunity to like connect with somebody who's deceased and spiritually take care and like I, you know it's going to get done right because you're the one taking care of it. And that's a satisfying feeling to me. Yeah. And so... What are, what are some other calls that you've been on? What are some calls that you've been on where... Oh, so we're going to get into spooky stuff now. Yeah, like, because, dude, there's times as a cop, man, like, you know, a lot of times when you're a cop, you're not allowing yourself to get in a spooky mindset because you're in a, a real-life... to be logical like, and... Yeah, you're in a yeah. real-life mindset where it's safety's more paramount than being scared of, like, ghosts or, you know. But there are calls sometimes when you go to them and you start thinking this isn't a logical thing. This is something that is different. And, <laughs> you know, so I, I don't really know if I have any particularly, but I know you do because you've talked about them. Yeah, you just get that feeling in the, like someone's kind of just standing there with you and <clears throat> try to ignore it because like you said, like I, I've always believed in an afterlife. I personally have had a lot of encounters with what I believe is the paranormal because I don't know how else to explain it. Obviously I don't have proof and I'm open to being wrong, but I don't know how, what else to categorize it as. But, um, you know, when you're around these scenes and stuff, especially if they're violent or sad, you get like a little feeling like someone's there. I, I went to one, <coughs> I think this is the one you're talking about. It was a guy, an older gentleman who passed away of natural causes in his bed. He had a blind and deaf dog. Oh, he'd been dead for probably like two, three days. Did the dog start eating him? No, no, no. Oh. But it was just sad because the dog was like, didn't know what the hell was going on. <laughs> like Because he's Whoa! blind, blind and deaf. <laughs> 
And also, are you my dad? <laughs> the dog was also like 13 years old. It was like a little oh, Jack yeah. Russell Terrier. And I was like, oh my God. But he was, uh, he was a veteran. Um, and he was a strict, this is the story I was getting from the neighbors. And eventually I had to talk to his wife who lived out of state and they were, they'd been separated for a few years and they were talking about getting back together. His son was a firefighter. Mm. Um, so like this guy was a you know a decent person and he it just he just lived this life and built this family and died alone. Bro, that sucked. That's like my worst fear. Right at like the moment when things were starting to get better for him, it just made me so incredibly sad. But I remember um to me, it's it's so disrespectful. I don't care what the call. I, I get the dark humor. I get the coping and everything. But to me, it's really disrespectful when you're making jokes about a dead person over their body. And, yeah. And yeah. again, I totally get the dark humor. And I'm not going to sit there and like be a like if somebody made a joke, I wouldn't be like, hey, don't do that. Yeah. I just in my mind, I'm like, all right, what the think fuck? about it, if it was your dad or and, you and, or you. <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't know. Some things are like everybody's got their level of appropriateness Mm -hmm. to me to me if there is something funny to call out like if if someone dies and it looks like they're holding up a blood sign i think pointing that out is not okay not being disrespectful sure then that's where you can have some humor there's a line but i think like you know oh this old fuck shitted and pissed his pants god he smells like or like, like that's a that was a person two days ago or even some of the other shit that i've heard where guys are making jokes about you think she's still warm enough? That kind of shit? Yeah, that's disgusting. Uh, but this particular oh. guy, I know, I know. This particular guy, like imagine if that was your wife or your daughter and some fucking asshole cop is like, oh, I wonder if I could still fuck her. Like, ew, you're disgusting. Anyway, um, the sergeant that I was with on that call, uh, we were trying to find some ID and he had a bunch of paperwork all over the bar in his kitchen and... He was just, like, throwing things around and dumping shit out and, like, not going through it. It was, like, obviously, like, he's throwing shit around. And I was, like, thinking to myself, is that necessary? Like, come on. Yeah, you're in somebody's house. Yeah, and anyway. That's how you get ghosts that go home with you because they're pissed off. So so he leaves, and I'm waiting for um, the livery to show up. Livery is the body snatchers. Yes, they come and pick up the bodies. Um, the weirdest people in the world. I love them. They're Livery they're great. body <laughs> snatchers are some of the fucking weirdest people I've ever met. I love they're medical not, examiners, morticians. The, uh, okay, medical examiner, you're getting into like the science behind things. That's still like I could never do that job. But the body snatchers have just everyone <laughs> I've ever met was wildly odd. Nice. Well, Don't get me wrong. They're what nice. They do day in and day out. I know, but they have to be weird people to want to be body snatchers. Yeah. And they always send the tiniest person. That would be me. I would. I would be a body snatcher. Oh. Okay. Well, they always send the tiniest person to come move a three hundred pound dead person, <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, you're 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 gonna help." And I'm like, "Hey, listen. There's a lot of things that I fall under that as a cop." Fucking touching dead people ain't one of them. And I'm sorry if your agency makes you touch dead people, but <laughs> my current agency, that is not in our job description. So I literally go, Nope, you're gonna have to call another one and I'll wait another forty five minutes for another We had one to show at the up. we had to at the old place because we had to check for 
for wounds. Yeah, I mean, no, you could, you have to roll them over to see if it's suspicious. But other than that, I mean, and it's like, I'm like, I'm talking like, yeah, we're good. Because they fucking. Okay. Can I finish my story? <laughs> yes. Or they fart. <laughs> Let me tell you about poop butt. I'll tell you about that. Um. Anyway, so my sergeant leaves and I'm alone in the house with this guy. And I get this sense. I'm like, you know, I, maybe I'll go stand with him in the bedroom. Just, I don't know. It just was something I felt like I should He do. was in his bed? Yeah, he passed away in his bed. He he was sitting up reading a book. Like he That's so crazy. Um that people can just die like that. I know. I think he probably had like a stri- well, I don't know what he did. Anyway. It was the most boring book in the world. It felt <laughs> he it was so boring he died. <laughs> um, no. Um I got this overwhelming sensation of get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Like get the fuck out of my house and I I could feel it radiating off of his body. It was like wild. And so I'm walking down the hall and I swear if you're if paranormal shit isn't for you, just don't listen to this episode because you're going to think I'm insane. But I'm walking down this hall and the hallway has probably like four or five bedrooms and a bathroom. So it's kind of a long hall. And I can hear like like someone walking. You could hear footsteps rushing up behind me and I was like oh no <laughs> this guy's pissed and I'm gonna give him his space and I waited in my car um for the body snatchers to show up so that was creepy and I felt bad and I was like bet he was really pissed off that my sergeant was just flinging his shit everywhere yeah he was probably really pissed off that he died yeah uh, especially when there was there was so much closure that had to be I know in his life or he was about to finally get the thing he wanted and he died um so i had to go back and seal up the house later because it was uh unattended death and the house was vacant now yeah um which means you have to go put like evidence tape on the sliding glass doors and shit. oh because the family hadn't come into town yeah and yet. i forgot to do that so i had to go back when the sun had gone down <laughs> i was about to leave for shift and as soon as i walked in the backyard and i walked up to the sliding glass door, I could feel angry eyeballs just. Did you have to go piercing inside? Piercing my soul. No, no. I had to you go on the back the porch, though. Okay. Because I had to do this, the sliding glass door and then the porch door. But it was like, I didn't really get spooked on stuff. That stands out to me. That was alarming. I did not like that at all. He was pissed. And I yeah. felt bad for him. I felt really bad for if, him. And again, if nobody believes in the paranormal, Go do legitimate ghost hunting. Um, not like the touristy thing where they go, ooh, take you on the train ride <laughs> and you get a beer and you go down to Savannah. Like go and, you know, take some of your own shit and go do it. You will hear things will happen that you can't explain. You'll feel like you, you don't necessarily feel breathing on you, but you feel people up on you. Like we went to that graveyard that one time. We left a recorder. Like all you need is a regular digital recorder. We turned it on, and we left it there, and then it like randomly shut off. Like, so we left it for um, probably. Hold on, let me readjust. You're gonna spill that. No, I'm not. 
Um, we left it for probably 15 minutes. We left it on a particular grave. And then we walked around the graveyard and we took some pictures. We left it on a Civil War captain's grave. Yes. From the... Uh, from the Civil War. <laughs> no, from the... Uh, what do you call the rebels? What did they call them? Not the rebels. Confederates. Confederacy. Yeah. Yeah. He was a Confederate captain. And <coughs> anyway, we went and picked it up and I was listening to it. And It was a portion of it. So what happened was about, it recorded about two minutes. And then after the two minutes, you can hear the truck pulling up. Yeah. But it didn't pause. It wasn't two recordings. It was like someone had cut out. It Whatever happened in between and just spliced we the two together. Because we were gone for more than 15 minutes. We were yards away yeah. from this We were grave. on the other side of the graveyard, and we left it there for 12, 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Came back to it, the recording. Four minutes. Four minutes. Yeah. And it was two minutes, and then you could... We were so far away that you... We had to go back. We had to drive back with our truck to pick yeah. it up, and you hear our truck pull up, and it's a four-minute recording. That shit is... That's like... Messing with it doesn't the even time. make any sense. <laughs> yeah, it's like it cut out whatever. Like, hey, bitch, don't fucking record me on my grave, you asshole. Yeah, you know, which is probably exactly what that was. Yeah, but. <laughs> I mean, we did put a recorder on a Confederate captain's grave. <laughs> yeah, probably not. No. And I've I've photographed like, you know, the mists and the orbs and the and the um. Yeah, the whatever first, the around f- his grave before, so I think he's the first time I there. ever Maybe saw anything real for myself that was paranormal was I went on a ghost tour before we met. I went to Saint Augustine. Oh, that's a good one. Or Savannah, or no, we were dating. I hadn't done anything with, so we were dating, but we were brand new. It was when I hurt my foot. Mm-hmm. We go to Saint Augustine. Yeah, and uh, and we went on a one of those generic basic ghost tours and they we drove by on like we were on like a little train thing we got out and it said the uh tour guide was like hey start snapping photos of this graveyard but make sure you snap multiple photos of the same spot right so like if you see a grave take six photos of it back to back and then move on and do that so you know if you wanted to if you wanted to take uh photos of like 10 sites you would have like 50 photos to go through but it would be of 10 sites five of each and uh and i found one where it was a back-to-back photo and in one photo there was no orb in the next photo there's a big orb in it floating and i was like oh and then in the next photo there was no orb if it was dust it would be in the same photos right and you can tell the difference between a bug and an orb sometimes it could be raindrops it wasn't raining you know, their orbs are easy to debunk a lot of times, but there are some that um, I do believe orbs are a thing, but you do have to look at it with a critical eye because some of it is not what that is. <coughs> but <coughs> anyway, like the ones we caught where Bonnie was at, that wasn't dust. Those yeah, were bugs. That, that wasn't was rain. That was the craziest fucking story. I think I told it in our last episode. We talked yeah. about the paranormal. Wish. And they were like... The color of them, it was just, it didn't make any sense. It wasn't... It was blue. That, that whole thing was when we showed up, you found Bonnie's murder site. You were driving on patrol. You saw Flowers and Memorial. You researched it, found that Bonnie had been murdered there. Bonnie was a drug addict prostitute, so naturally 
they don't get investigated the same as some other people. We talked about this in depth yeah. too in the last one, yeah. And essentially, you got a feeling that something wasn't right there. Um, you know, without getting too far into the uh, mm-hmm. stuff with you, you tend to feel a lot more than me and the average person. Not saying you're a medium, but no, I think I'm just open to it existing. Yeah, so. so um, you got the feeling or the inkling that Bonnie was being tied down there by because when I'm telling you when crazy shit like murders happen and really grotesque scenes like that, um, depending on the person, the scenario, the situation, everything like that, uh, sometimes people get trapped there. I, that's my f- firm belief is that demons or something can hold someone in a building, you know, and. So we went to the gravesite on our off time. We did an investigation and you pretty much said, Bonnie, you're free to leave. No one can hold you here, blah, blah, blah. It wasn't like a ritual or a chant. You just said these things that were pretty basic. And immediately. And you don't know if it's going to work. You no, just kind of thrown it out there. Immediately, all these orbs start showing up in our photos. Now, we didn't know the orbs were there at the time. We had to go back and look at our photos. But, I mean, it was just orb after orb. I mean, they were everywhere, 20, 30 orbs, and they were all blue. So we researched what blue orbs mean, and they uh, they can mean, they can represent St. Michael. Um, and I'm a firm believer that, you know, we're, we are cops out there in the supernatural realm <laughs> helping people out. It sounds stupid, but, and then we went back, and after that, we never had, we, ne- we didn't get any readings. We got no orbs. You got no inklings, no feelings. It's like we... We freed Bonnie from oppression. Now, that being said, if there was a demon holding her there, he got super pissed. And while you went back to get another reading, um, at the same time, I was home and I got scratched on my back. And um, my son noticed the scratches on my back. And he said, hey, Dad, you got scratches. He took a photo of it. And I was like, holy shit, it's weird. And I didn't feel it happen. And then he goes, hey, dad, you got more scratches on your back. I have a second set on the side. He took another photo of that. This was all happening while I didn't know she was doing that. So, um, therefore, you know, and at the time, I wasn't uh, a practicing Christian. So, I feel like we were dabbling in some of, we were going into some weird spiritual warfare without. So, I don't want to interrupt you, but I've been thinking of like three points while you've been talking, and it, I they'll fly out of my head. Konnichiwa, bitches. I'm here to tell you about Refracted Wolf Apparel. Founded in 2021, Refracted Wolf Apparel is outsider apparel for the front lines, right? So whether or not you're a first responder, you're military, or you're a veteran, or you're a nurse, or a corrections officer, or a dispatcher, we're all public servants. Sometimes that shit sucks and it can get super dark. So our clothing line and our artwork and our graphic tees, we kind of represent that. You know, we just become outsiders to our own cultures. Whether or not you're a a SWAT guy, we got you. Street cop guys, we got you. Crusty old veterans, we got you. We got everything you need. Hats, stickers, flags, especially graphic tees. We got all of them. Use Antihero for 15% off Refracted Wolf Apparel. You know, if you're talking from the Christian uh, lens. Talking from the lens. <laughs> well, yeah, if you're looking at it from a Christian angle, um, <clears throat> there's like things that you do in your life 
that attract like open yourself up drugs is one of them mm-hmm. um just Too being around evil. just yeah. being around bad people and letting them influence your behavior your, your mindset um i mean drugs is a big one yeah it really destroys any defense mechanism that you have against these evil entities or these forces that are and even Everywhere. if you don't want to go into and evil entities, you could just talk about the bad spirit of the world or uh, the, like the mm-hmm. the evil forces that. Or if it, it opens you up to your own um, your own animalistic evil, if you don't believe in um, an afterlife, like if you don't believe in that, it it cracks it wide open. But if you are looking at it as a Christian, um, you you do these things in your life, and you you can. Maybe even inadvertently, give your soul to an extent to a demon, and when you die, you—I mean—that demon is there waiting for you. Mm-hmm. And my mom's Catholic, and I told her about Bonnie. Was she Catholic? And she, mm-hmm, and she told me she would pray for her in purgatory. You know, because the Catholics believe that um, souls go to purgatory. I don't think it's all souls. I can't remember, but sorry if I'm wrong, but I know some souls go to purgatory and the only way out is for the church to pray for them. That's the only way that they can get out of purgatory. Every single soul. That's what I'm saying. I don't know if every single soul goes there. I was going to say, what's the point of being Catholic? I just said, I don't know if every soul goes there and I'm sorry if I'm wrong, but some souls do. I don't know. I'm not Catholic, so I'm not sure which ones go and which ones don't, but if you are in purgatory, your only hope is for people on the earth side to be praying for you. And Catholics have an All Souls Day, which is that's what they do is they pray for the lost souls in purgatory. And my mom said she would pray for her. So for 99 cents a month, you can sponsor a soul in hell through the Antihero podcast. Stop. <laughs> Just kidding. Stop. <laughs> um, okay. Jesus is going to bust through the door in any yeah, second. Can, so. If you don't like the spiritual battle on earth, the good versus evil battle, um, it's, it is spiritual warfare and they essentially, I mean, the, the way most educated religious people understand it is that we're not demonologists or theists. So yeah. Please take this with a greatest salt. The this is all the stuff we research is that people, uh, they both, each side wants your soul. They want you. You're on a battleground uh, right now, currently in 2023 in our political spectrum and our social spectrum. It clearly looks like the evil is winning. Um, but, you know, I, I feel like like sin, and it's like the sin of the world. Like they want you to sin and. Um, well, the devil runs earth. Yeah. He walks earth. And I'm just again, I'm speaking from like the Christian view. Um, I, anyway, I don't want to get into my own personal beliefs, but that's, that's kind of where we're coming from where it's like the devil, Satan's reign is on earth and God's reign is in the heavens. Mm -hmm. And uh, not that God can't, you know, but that's where it exists. The most is on earth is the, that's the, human sin that we're all born with you know we we kind of we inherited it yeah we're in that battlefield 
essentially we're across enemy lines when we're on earth yeah and and and, and, and look at it like that the devil or spiritual or the evil spiritual thing tries to convince you that freedom and all this stuff is you know what you want and you know jesus is at you know and and god oppresses you and you need to be a free uh you're you're a free person you can do what you want you can be artistic you can be sexually explorative you don't have to have that baby if you don't want all those things you know um and and it, and it wants you to sin but the, i mean the way i would be prepared it, to lose some followers why maybe not but these are really i didn't say don't have sex i'm just saying that, that oh like, i know but you know how people are they're gonna be like hell, a bible think, thumper now well, I'm not a Bible thumper, but I mean, I think most of our listeners are probably good people and a lot of them are probably practicing, you know, I yeah, love, sure. you know, I'm just, I'm making a joke because, you know, that's the, the climate we're in right now. You can't, you can't say anything to the contrary of the agenda, whatever agenda is going on. Yeah. If YouTube kills my channel, you know why. <laughs> but yeah. So essentially what I was looping back into it is when we, we, we dab Technically, what me and you did was dabble in the occult. We didn't do it to explore the cult. We did, well, with the occult. We we were doing it essentially to go uh, free spirits. That's what we would always do. You know, we would go try and find. Uh, that was me. I can't oh. think. We would go try and find, you know, scenes where people were, it was unsolved murders and see if there was still something lingering. So that way we can, you know. And so we were there doing good, but. We were technically dabbling in the occult, and we and I did that without the protection of God because I wasn't a practicing Christian. So well, I would try to take certain measures, but you can't like. I mean, you can at least have faith. You can't. Yeah. Well, <laughs> if you're if you're putting yourself in that position, you're opening yourself up to it. Period. It's like going to and war you're not with a camera. To. Yeah. I know. <laughs> and you're not supposed to do that. Mm. Uh, but we did. Yeah. Well, I mean, look at it we like do. this, though. Like. Um, you're not, you need people to go into anywhere. You know, a lot of Christians and the Catholic faith will tell you the, the occult is and the evil and the devil is there, but don't, don't ever acknowledge it. No, it's there. Don't acknowledge it. Don't give it the chance to, to, uh, to breed and grow bigger because the more you acknowledge it, the more you spread, you know, awareness of it and the more it can grow. But you know, How are you supposed to learn anything about it if you don't acknowledge its existence? I don't know, but people like to uh, look at me and you as, you know, cops. People, 99.9% .9 of people like to pretend they know crimes out there, but they don't think about it. They don't think the ugliness of the world. Well, you need people that are going to go out there mm -hmm. and deploy to the ugliness of the world and do 12-hour shifts in it. Are you So just, you know, oh, well, you shouldn't go into the bad parts of town. Well, you shouldn't. You absolutely shouldn't. It's not good for you, but somebody's got to go do it. And so if it's not going to be 99.9% .9 of the population, then, you know, it's got to be that point one, 0.1%. It's interesting. My, my mom, like I said, is Catholic. She converted late in life. She's been a Catholic for about five years now. <clears throat> um, she never was before. But she has dove into it head first, and she... From what I gather, there are two types of Catholics, but Christians in general. There's two types of Christians. There's the ones that they have been in the church their whole life. They're just doing the motions because that's what they do. They 
check all the boxes, and they hope to live a normal life and go to heaven. Those are the ones that say, like, oh, don't acknowledge the devil. Only God is here. Only positive things. Don't ever, don't ever, like, mm-hmm. be open-minded. There's no open-mindedness. And when people think about, people who aren't Christian, who think about Christians, I think that's what they're imagining. And I get it. I, I, I know, I, you know, you know my background with that. Yeah. Um, but then there's the Christians who are Christians because they've come to Christianity at a, at a desperate time in their life or just at a real shitty time in their life. And it's more personal to them. It's more like they're on fire about it and they're willing to see it as a, it's a real warfare because that's what really what it is. If you look at, you know, it's a lifestyle for some and it's spiritual warfare for others. Yeah. And those are the ones that are like, no, let's go into the fucking depths of hell and come back out victorious because that's what we're going to do. Go, you know, and I, I admire Christians like that because to have that much fervor and like faith in something is beautiful to me. And I, well, I mean, look at it this way. I was talking to the tatted theist last night, so that'll that'll probably drop in like two or three weeks. But, um, and we were talking, and I asked him, you know, do you think there's a difference between the Christian that is born into Christianity, a Christian family, goes to church every Sunday his whole life, right? right. That's, and sometimes I feel like they're the Bible thumper Sunday goers yes. that are bad people. They're judgmental, condescending pieces of shit people that wouldn't lift a finger for somebody unless they get light shined on them in the church and they're the ones that go up and they're like everyone they like speak with this really sappy yeah and then they go and then they say something about your tattoos afterwards and but or there's the person that found god Mm -hmm. and those motherfuckers So sorry. I I'm cutting a badass reel and you're like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll just bash the shit out of my shin. We're good. Anyways. But yeah, uh, the ones that find Jesus are the ones that are, um, I think, way better Christians and they behave accordingly. And I'm not saying like, oh, they don't sin anymore, but they, yeah, their personality is way different. Um you know, so that again, it's the person that went to church every Sunday his whole life was born into a Christian family, wore khakis and polos, most of the time he's probably rich. And then you got the person that lived a wild life, had some hard times. Just keep going. If you stop, it makes it obvious. Just keep, you gotta, come on, this is theater. You gotta keep going. Roll the punches. Anyways, and you know, had some hard times and now that, you know, they're a different type of person. Well, every everybody has their own path, and there's a reason why you get to your destination, however, which way you got to it. But yeah, I um, I grew up with those types of the first type of Christian that we were talking about, and they were the Bible thumpers, horrid. Yeah, they were horrid. You were um, what was it? Press um. So we, my family Baptist. was. 
yeah, my family was non-denominational Baptist, but I went to a school that was Church of Christ, which I know there's people that are, that are go. I'm not trying to offend anybody from that church. This is my experience with it. They were Baptist people are weird, horrible. Not all Baptists. Oh but yeah, sorry. My sister and her husband are Baptists. Well, they're not weird. The Baptists are the ones that <laughs> do that. Strict. <laughs> the Baptists are the ones that do that whole passive aggressive judgy like i'll pray for you sweetheart like okay bitch yeah because that's so different <laughs> because i was talking to the dude last night on zoom when there's different people again catholics when they say i i'm gonna pray for you they don't i used to think they meant that like it was the most condescending thing in the world but that's one of the most um not best things you can do just for someone it's more than hugging them it's more than giving them money to a catholic person when they say i'm gonna pray for you that's very powerful. They care. They actually care about what you're going through. I've had through. people hold masses for me. Like wow, for real. They yeah, like you can um, you like I mean, not the entire mass is not dedicated to you, oh. but they do a mass, and they have you're on like a pamphlet. You go tell yeah right. <laughs> you go you tell your your priest a name, and they include you in the mass. Like it makes it more. Um, it's like a real powerful thing in the Catholic Church. Mm. Uh, which I think is very, very nice. Even though I'm not Catholic, um, I I appreciate that that's something that they really believe in and that is something that's big that to them. it means something yeah. to them and they're doing that for me and I, I'm really grateful for that. It's like another culture preparing a dish for you and it's it's nothing to you but mm-hmm. that's a big thing in their culture. Yeah. Right. Um, but the school you we went to was ba- Southern Baptist? It was like... It was technically Church of Christ, but it was like a real, like radical sect of that church. They they were abusive, not physically abusive, but they were. Um, a, I really f- truly feel like they were a cult. They had some of the kids. Um, I mean, the original founders were Freemasons, hmm. and they uh, they're one of those weird schools where it's like. It feels like a skull and bones type underground shit going on. It's real creepy. They have um, your school or the religion in general. The school. Mm. They had um, some kids stayed on campus, like um, underprivileged kids would live on campus. They had homes. It's kind of like poor kids, like a group home almost. Yeah. And then they would go to the school, and the the house parents were faculty that worked at the school. So they were just always, and they were the worst fucking kids in the school. They probably got beaten. Oh, or molested? I have no doubt. One hundred percent. I have no doubt. I had a I had a math teacher that was like real handsy. I was in seventh grade, and he was he would like touch us in weird places and like corner us alone in the gym and be like. So what are you doing today after school? Like it, and it was not, it was not innocent. It was not innocent. He was yeah. way too young. It wasn't like he was an old senile guy. He was yeah. like in his twenties. It was very. Uh, that's just. I could. I have a thousand stories from that school. And it's stuff like that that really, really drive people away. And then I went to the church God. that was really like. But when I was like thirteen, they took us all to this um, young ladies conference, like Christian young lady conference, and they were basically telling us that 
you as a woman hold all of the responsibility to keep men virtuous. And if you fail that, you fail God. And you are tarnished. I don't think Good that's luck. True. <laughs> I was yeah, like, that's okay. The, sometimes I feel like church is just man's control using. Um, when I say church, I don't mean like, t- I'm not trying to take away from people's place of worship where they go and they find right. peace. But I do feel like the organization the, that is the church, organization, yeah. the concept of a building that's funded by blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it, a lot of that is probably uh, some corrupted by man who and man's a sinner. Right. My whole question about religion, you know. Recently was how the fuck do you trust the Bible when it's written by man and man's sinner? Man's a sinner. Man's a liar. That's right? a big question that people. You know how do you, how do you trust question. all that? You know, and a lot of people say that there's witnesses, but I mean, I've, 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 I mean, we're, we're cops. We've seen people lie. We've seen multiple times people say, "I saw that." Turns out they didn't see it. Well, and the other thing is like, okay, <laughs> how is the entire world basically saying, "I'm just going to play, no pun intended, devil's advocate for a second, and. If we all just blindly believe the Bible is truth, I say blindly because you should question, you should question everything. Yeah. Everything by man. Question everything and you will find the truth. And whatever that truth is to you, then that's awesome. But we're going to just wholly accept the Bible as that's it, period. And then just say, well, it's the word of God. It is. And it was written by man, but it's the word of God. But we're not going to believe any of the ancient, since before the Bible was even written, Greek or Celtic mythology. We're not going to believe any of that, that that could be true. We're not going to. That's. Because that's that's not of God. So it's not true. And it's like, I'm not trying to doubt that the Bible could is the word of God. I'm just saying that. Why? Why is the door slammed so shut? Man doesn't want you to know certain things. It's like, can it be both? Can't everything kind of coincide together and we just don't well, understand we talked about world this. history? We talked about this, how the man wanting to control man, if they knew if they knew what you could know, if you were spiritual enough, how enlightened you could be, um, could ruin a lot of power for people back then, you know? Right. And, and look at it in 2023. The dumber you are, the easier it is to control you. That was, that has never changed. Mm-hmm. People realize, like, oh, I can control people. They don't want to lose that. And it's kind of like what we talked about earlier today that I want to talk about is how people, hardcore Christian people, want to sell things that are, like, kind of like, you get it? Like how yoga invites demons into your body. Like, I get it on paper what they say but then you have to start questioning like the way you move your body and you connect spiritually with like i mean what if you're bending over in the washing machine to get a little clothes out and then a demon enters you enters you then too step demon i'm stuck (laughs) (laughs) help me step demon (laughs) but i mean like what what's your take on yoga being uh a form of uh, say a form of the occult. Um, I think because I because of the degree program that I'm in, of course, too. I learn I'm learning a lot about these things. But even before that, 
if you read about the origins of yoga, it's all about energy flow and connecting to self. It's not about... Some people say that it's yoga is used to call upon forces. And I'm sure you can use it for that way, just like you could bastardize any other anything and use it for bad things or whatever. But... Is meditation the same thing? I yeah, mean, and that, that kind of gets to me too because um, I've been told not, not to meditate because you're you're just opening yourself up to whatever comes your way. But what do you think worship is? Mm-hmm. It's meditation. However, you know, have you ever met someone that's been meditating for 20 years? And how, yeah. how like look at a monk. I mean, they can borderline elevate their bodies because they've broken they the can. physical control. They can ev- elevate of, their bodies. Yeah, over over what your brain and your soul and your spirit's capable of, even with your even with your spiritual body, right? I mean, you got white girls meditating for three three times a week for twenty minutes. That's nowhere near that. But the idea of how enlightened you can be when you start learning meditation. That's dangerous for people. If an entire society of people meditated and became spiritually connected and was became realizing start started realizing certain things, that's bad for the people in control. So you're only allowed to meditate and worship at church where you worship the God that we told you to worship. And I get the argument that like when you wander into no man's land and you're not from a Christian point of view, you're not shielded by the light of God. Okay. At any point in the day, if you're not shielded by the light of God, you're, you're open to anything really. Um, but I think there's different forms of meditation too. And there's, if you meditate when you're on, um, psychedelics or if you're, you know, there's mindful meditation where you're just grounding yourself and trying to focus for the day. There's visualization. That's my favorite one. Um, But just labeling things like yoga, meditation, even burning incense sometimes. People are like, But they burn incense in the church. Well, because it's in the church and it's fine. Which, that turns people off. That's a hard thing to um, explain to people who don't believe in God or people that don't want to go to church. It's like, it feels very hypocritical. And um, I think there's... For me personally, I feel like I have felt in my own life that there is a disconnect when someone is trying to explain to a a Catholic or a Christian, like hardcore, like, yeah, I do these things um, because this is what I believe, and I do believe in God, and I do believe in good and evil. I just don't necessarily subscribe to this format of it because I have issues with certain things and anytime anyone's ever tried to explain it to me, it doesn't make any sense or they get really angry mm-hmm. and that's, that's not a God problem. That's a people problem. And I yeah. get that. Um, but that's that disconnect where like Christians expect you to sit there and listen to them and just accept whatever they're saying. They want you to be open-minded to what they're saying, but they like refuse yeah. To listen to any other, anything that's not taught to them at the church. It's, mm-hmm. it's and, kind and, of. And, and, and I think they get mixed up with faith, not questioning faith. The whole point of faith 
is that you don't get proof. You don't get Mm -hmm. the manuscript about Christianity handed to you once you sign up to be a Christian. Right. It's Mm faith-based. It's the whole fucking point of it. But so there's nothing wrong to me with saying, I don't know, man. I'm just I'm I have faith. I, I I don't have the answers for that. I believe in it though, and I and and, but when someone says, "Well, if you don't believe this, you're stupid," I don't know what to do for you. It's like, almost like when they're explaining it to you, because I would I would feel a lot more. I think it would be a totally different conversation. It's just like when you're talking to like your sergeant or something, like or your boss, and they're just trying to explain everything away because they don't want to seem like they don't know. It's almost like. Okay, are you trying to convince yourself right now mm-hmm. of what you're saying? Because you're just kind of talking in circles. And I feel like there's a lot more validity to like, hey, you know what? That's a great question. I don't know, but I'll do a little bit of research and I'll get back to you on that because I want to know too. Mm. Or if you say like, it's just faith, man. I don't know what to tell you. I feel like that's a lot more impactful than someone saying like, well, then you're wrong. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, I mean, this this episode kind of turned turn into, into a religion. Yeah, talk. I mean, spiritual warfare is still a good topic. I mean, paranormal, spiritual warfare, it all kind of time. I wish it was a little thing. more versed in it. Like, yeah, we just got done talking. Well, to we're a not theist. experts. So, I mean, we would have a if we were experts, we wouldn't be talking about it. We would have an expert on here asking him questions. You know, so. Um, trying to remember, to start doing things on here. Like, uh, if you haven't subscribed to this channel. Please do so. Um, and also, if you're an audio listener, I wanted to let you know that our YouTube has Zoom podcasts where we re- uh, we reach out and talk to, well, I reach out because it's just me on the Zoom. And I talk to interesting people from, you know, from anywhere from social media influencers to uh, ministers to the Church of Satan, or no, no, the Satanic, the Satanic Temple, temple. Um, you know. All kinds of people. Um, so those are fun to do, and they're only on YouTube, and so they're uh, they're on Thursdays. I release them only on YouTube. If you haven't, go check out the YouTube. You can actually see us and see how funny we are. And uh, and also, um, I mean, I would say please be respectful, but it's the internet. I guess you can do whatever the fuck you want to. Um, we like to have a little bit of discourse or just talk about have input. Like if you, if you heard something that I said on here and you were like, Oh hell no bitch. You know, this is, I know about this. This is what, you know, this is the right way or whatever. Um, then please, like if there's anybody out there that knows anything about, yeah, you know, the occult or the Catholic church or whatever. Or if there's any pissed off, uh, Southern Baptists out there that want to give it to us. We're all friends here. <laughs> We're, and sometimes friends don't agree. I'm going to pray for you, sweetheart. Ugh.